Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying, trying, told, trying, told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And, um, man, I've just got a couple bullet points, notes uh, from my morning readings in my mind that I jotted down through books, YouTube clips, different things that I research in the morning, and I got bullet points that I keep, and, and uh, I'm going to empty some of them on you today. And so one of them was was I saw a video of, of Pastor T.D. Jakes talking about not allowing people uh, to make you small-minded if you feel pulled in your heart or feel, feel called in your heart to do something great. Because a lot of times when you're pulled and called to do something great, to be great is, is to be misunderstood, to go against the grain, to do things that are different than what everybody else is doing, which means you're going to have a lot of people that don't agree with you, that don't think you're making the right decision, don't think you're doing the right thing. And so then he went on to use the the example of if 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 you have a lion that when they're born, they're born at the zoo. And they're not they haven't been in the wild, they haven't been in the jungle. When you go visit these lions, even if they weren't born in the wild or in the jungle, why do they still lock the lion in a cage? Because the lion's instincts are that I belong out there. I belong in the wild. I belong in the jungle. I don't belong right here. I don't belong in this situation. And so if you're pulled in your heart deeply, that may be your calling. That may be that your that your instincts internally are telling you, I'm supposed to go up here. I'm supposed to fly with the eagles. I'm supposed to go to the next level. I don't know what it is about me, but I don't want to be in this cage any longer. And so those of you that feel that, let's go. Take it to the next level. Go against the grain. Go, don't, don't worry about somebody telling you to play it safe or not do this or not do that. Just, just, just go. And then in order to in order to grow, in order to grow, you have to get into uncomfortable situations. And that's the next point that I want to make. How many uncomfortable situations have you put yourself in? In the last week. What do you mean by that? Well, I need to start talking to random people for whatever reason. But it's uncomfortable for, for me. Did you start doing it? I need to start making the calls more, but I'm nervous. Did you start calling them? Did you hit on that girl? Did you hit on that guy? Did you run them sprints? Did you sign up for... That class, that fitness class, that yoga class, that jujitsu class, that whatever that's uncomfortable for you, have you just done it? Have you got out and around people that typically you don't like to be around those, the, the, a group of people? 
What have you done to get yourself outside of your comfort zone over the past over the past week? Because to go to the next level, you're always going to have to continuously pull yourself away from comfort. So find some things that you can do that are going to make you uncomfortable. Next point. I think it's it's a mixed definition because I have mixed feelings on it. And so I'm going to talk about comparing yourself to others. I think there's there's a healthy way to compare yourself to others. Otherwise, how could you compete if you don't compare yourself to others? How do I know if my dance team did the best if I don't know what everybody else did or, or we didn't keep score in the football game or I didn't know how fast the 40 time was or we didn't have a grades in high school or college? you got to compare yourself to others. It's a part of life. It's how you grow. Range Rover, compare yourself to Cadillac. Where do you need to grow? What is it? How can we learn? So a part of that is healthy, but a part of it is unhealthy in comparison could be the thief of joy. So you compare yourself to other people that you see on Instagram. That's just a snapshot of their highlight reel, and you think because you're not looking like that or doing that that you shouldn't be happy. One of the things I'll tell you about comparison is just it's just key for you to not compare yourself to people that are in their chapter 10 when you're in chapter 1. Because that's what really discourages people. They're in chapter 10 or 8 or 15 in their journey. And you're in chapter 1 or 2 and looking at them and you discourage yourself because you're not on that chapter and you think that you're so bad or your situation's so bad. Well, really, it's not that bad. And so how you how, how you frame that one is are you the best version of yourself right now? Compare yourself for now to yourself. Are you better now than you were three years ago, two years ago, five years ago? Are you are you becoming the person that you want to be on the journey? Are you giving everything you got? Like you can control that. Be honest with yourself. Get 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 to comparing yourself to this is who you are. Here's the version that I could be. Here's what my work ethic is capable of. Here's what I'm putting in. Here's what my coachability and attitude is capable of. Here's what I'm giving the world. Compare yourself to the best version of yourself. And aim for making progress in the process eventually that, that will be more closer to perfect than you are currently right now. But it starts with the progress in the process before you aim for perfection. And then the next point is try not to listen to many people. There's always exceptions to the rule of, yeah, man, I learned this wisdom from this bum on the street. You know, he had something really profound and it changed my life. I'm sure it happens. And I get it. But for the majority of the time, try not to listen to people that you wouldn't want to trade places with. Like, when you say I'm hiring a fitness trainer... What does that guy or girl look like in your eyes? What does that typically look like? 
you don't want to hire a fitness trainer that looks like they haven't worked out in six years and looks like they're one hot dog away from the hospital. And that makes sense to people, but then they'll take relationship advice from people that their relationships are all beat up. Or they'll take money or business advice or career advice off of people when their situation ain't great. And so you can't, you got to be careful who you're listening to because I'll tell you this. A lot of college professors are teaching people to not do commission jobs. And I'm not saying that is for everybody. Being an entrepreneur, owning your own business, or being on commission is for everybody. But I just know that the overwhelming advice that most professors give is that you have to be on a salary, that you have to do this, you should not be on commission. I had one teacher in college that explained commission properly to me. One. And I remember what he said. And it's very ironic who he turned out to be. But he said that the way he could explain commission is if you if you are on commission, then you eat what you kill. You only get paid what you earn, what you what you sell, what you do what you produce, and what happens is there's a low floor to that. You can make nothing, but there's also a high ceiling. This is where you see people making the most amount of money because they don't have a base to stand on. They're making the most amount of money at the top. If they are successful, you'll see people making a million dollars, two million dollars, you know, stuff like that because the downside is they're taking a risk. The other side is a little bit more safe. Your, your low is never this low. You're always going to make good money. It's less risky. You know what's coming in every week, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you may never reach this point up here. And so you got to know where you're at, what type of person you are, and then where you're at in your life. And I think as a young person, this is him. I think as a young person, if you're ever going to take a shot on the, on the commission side, it's the younger that you are. While you're young is when I would roll that dice before I got a family, kids, this and that. I would go go after it right now. <coughs> and I'm so thankful he ended up to be the president of the university that I went to. At the time, he was the dean of the business school. I think he was a lawyer. Uh, had his law degree, at least. And, and so his name was Dean Victor. And then as a he ended up being the president of Mercyhurst University. And I know he's a wealthy person. I know he has, he's not hurting for money. And so I think typically those are the people that would encourage you and explain that properly. But most people don't even do the justice for the kid to even make their own decision. They just say, this is, this is bad. And so you got to just be careful who you're listening to. Be careful who you're taking advice from. Parents, aunts, uncles, godmoms, goddads, they may love you, but they may not be qualified to be giving you the advice that you're just allowing them to give you and cloud your mindset. So just audit right now. Who are you putting in your life to listen to? Who are you seeking out advice from? And then 
the last note is do the things that people are not thankful for for the right reasons. And I'm at, the, at this point, I'm going to shout out TAG, T-A-G, the task force, Trumbull County Task Force. Shout out to you. Thank you for protecting and serving and for all you do. I got my brother Tony Villanueva up there leading the charge and uh, such a great, great person and, and a, uh, an example of a good person with, with strength and perseverance, somebody I'd like to have on the podcast at some point, just an amazing story and journey. But we were talking about how it's, it's, it can be a thankless job at times. And so I just want to, I'm telling you that, that a lot of things in life, being a mom could seem like a thankless job. Being a husband and a dad definitely at times can be a thank, thankless job. Mother's Day is a way bigger deal than Father's Day ever will be. And so and so sometimes in business, you're doing things for people you're never going to really be appreciated for. And there's things in life that you're going to do that really you're never going to be appreciated for. And I think what it does is it allows the purity of your heart to shine through. And it brings you closer to, the, to, to your relationship with our creator is what I personally believe. When you really just let go of, I know no one sees this, how much time I'm given, how much sacrifice I'm given, what I'm doing for other people. And people probably aren't even going to appreciate it fully one day, but I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because it's the right thing. I'm doing it for the right reasons. I'm doing it for the right person. I just want to walk in the fruition of my destiny because some of the people that have made the biggest influence on this earth from Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Jesus Christ, Martin Luther King, at, at times on that journey, it's a thankless job to be a teacher. They're mad at you because you're giving them a test or you're hard on them, but you're really just trying to prevent them from not having the education down the road. Or they're mad at you as a police officer because you did this when you're really doing something to protect that area, protect the community, protect somebody from hurting themselves or, or something like that. Some, sometimes doing the right thing and, and, and you got to just make sure you just do it for you. Do it for the right reasons because if you're dependent on somebody else to make you happy, you're dependent on somebody else to tell you thank you, you're dependent on, on outside things, then we just got to constantly, and it's not easy, bring ourselves back to center and say, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for them to, to say thank you or lift me up or am I doing it because it's, it's what's in my heart to do? That's, that's what I feel like God put in my heart to do right now. I'm going to do the best of my ability to execute that. And when the thank yous come, whether it's now or when I take my last breath, I'll take it. I'll take it at that point. But I'm just going to serve my my mission. That takes a lot of discipline. And it takes a lot of a lot of reminders for yourself. And, and I struggle as a man, as a human, as a person, just like you all do with, with some of this stuff. Sometimes I feel I'm not appreciated. Sometimes I feel there's things that I do for people in life that go unnoticed and, and no one will ever realize what it has taken or costed me or the reasons why I've done it. 
and it seems like a thankless job. And, and, and you immediately, I immediately pull myself back to center and gratitude of, of what do you have to be grateful for? Thank you for allowing me to have that, that opportunity to do that. And then checking myself, is this between you and God? Or is this between you and, and, and your flesh and human and being a human and wanting others to give you something when really we, ju we just need to be able to find a way to just give it with no plans on getting it back because we can't control other people. We can't control the moment. And I know that the battle in my mind and in what I believe personally is between not flesh and blood, but between good and evil, between the, the, the realms of, of, Heaven and, and, and earth, just, it's just heaven and, and hell, just a, a spiritual battle out there. And so try my best not to fight a spiritual battle with a flesh battle because I feel like you lose that 100% of the time. And so keep your spirit strong. That's why I preach and teach. You know, it's so important for you to stay on your mind, body, and spirit. How do you train your mind? What are, you, what are you putting into your mind just like what are you putting into your body to get in shape? You have to put things in it that are healthy and do things that are healthy to have a healthy body. So what are you putting into your mind? Healthy, YouTube, things like the Grindcast, podcasts, motivation, you know, looking up things. Things that books that you could put into your mind intentionally is like feeding your body the right nutrition. And then what things can you do for your mind? See, for me, I feel like if I can push myself physically in the morning, I start to win because I've done something difficult and I got to do myself, I got to get myself to do something that I did not want to do that required discipline, which is what it requires to win. So what can you do for your mind? We know what to do for our body. And then what are you doing to tend to your spirit? Now, everybody's going to have a different belief system on what that means to tend to their spirit. But we all got a spirit. So whether tending to your spirit is walking in the park and, and trying to be one with nature or you believe in a higher power, but it's 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 something else. It's you're Jewish or Muslim or whatever, whatever it is for you, I respect it. But you got to take care of your spirit, whether you like it or not, to be the very best version of yourself, in my personal opinion, on the grindcast. So stay on that uh, mind, body, and spirit in order to max out on your personal situation. Uh, come on, see us down at cashmoneymentoring.com if we can help you. I don't know if we'll be doing that forever, but we're definitely going to be probably doing it for the remainder of this year. If there's anybody we can help, uh, after you've listened to this message, please share this with them so we can impact more people. Thank you for your time invested into the grind cast. Get ready. It's a new day.